So you got a buzz ball, you cocksucker. <laughs> I was, I had to run. What was I doing? Oh, I had to pick up more wine. So I already had my <laughs> gloves and my mask on. So the wine store is a couple blocks away from the, the buzz ball store. But I was feeling good. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I got my, my gloves. I got my, my mask. And I went in and I bought, yeah, I bought a handful and uh, I was like, how many, can I get like six in the back? <laughs> Let me get my buzz balls, baby. Let me get my buzz ball. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It feels, it feels good to, uh, to have, have a ball back in my hand. Uh, I just assumed you dated Unix just on purpose. <laughs> like, like that's in your Tinder profile. Like must yeah. be a eunuch. Must. <laughs> or former Castrati. That's its whole. It's really hard to find. It's really hard to find. Is, is it eunuchs are hard to find oh, nowadays? Yeah, like I've had to go to you the just, Vatican. You just don't find them a lot anymore. Just don't find them a lot. Exactly. Well, uh, Rachel, just FYI, if you remember last week when we did college admission scandal, uh, you were really confused about the spring break scene where Emma, the daughter, was yes. at her boyfriend. Okay, I rewatched that little bit, and okay. I, I'm here to clear it up for you. Oh, thank God. It, ma- it makes perfect sense now. Okay. So <laughs> it actually gives you the little setting beforehand. It says Montecito, California, which oh. is where she is, which is only like an hour and a half away from Bel Air, which is okay. kind of around where they are. Her yeah. boyfriend's parents were getting a car for her to drive home. The airport wasn't mentioned, but her mom was okay. probably okay. flying back in. So maybe that's why you conflated the two. But probably yes. going back, it makes it makes perfect sense now. Well, so I just wanted I think, to. You know what? I think also I. Probably when they said we're getting you a car, you presumed it was the airport to do the airport because yeah, huh. um, yeah, most people don't like. I'm not that wealthy, so yeah. if if I was staying with my boyfriend's family and they said, "Hey, you need to go back home. Your mm-hmm. mom has been arrested," <laughs> uh, I would either drive or my boyfriend would drive me. Um, <laughs> Whoa, that was fun. Yeah. Like, hey, a, it looks like a house, ghost fell in your head. House of fucking cards over here. Are we? It, is Mercury in retrograde or nope, what, I'm man? just clumsy. You sounded so high when you said uh, man. 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 That's because, Rachel, Can, I have wait, smoked marijuana this Say evening. it in Alex Jones's voice. <laughs> <clears throat> is Mercury in retrograde or what, man? I think the That's funniest good. the funniest part of that is that you actually cleared your throat before doing the voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is actually pretty uh, well, uh, ironic. I, honestly, I've been pretty inspired, and I am no joke considering doing a little maybe YouTube spoof. Alex Jones. <gasps> do it! Oh, I'll fully support do. you. His name yes. is um, Troy Toby. And it's Troy Nathaniel Toby bringing the TNT of freedom and exploding your (laughs) mind with the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I I fully back you on this. We'll see what happens. Yeah, awesome. This is amazing. This is amazing. Uh, You heard it here first, folks. I am promising to do a project I may never even start. Hmm. What project have you started? This isn't a project. I want this to become our job. Okay. I'm down. I, I listen every week. I get genuinely excited. I'm like, ooh, it's Wednesday. 
I start my uh, Wednesday off Wednesday? with with Wednesday. Plus, uh, you know, having a touch of narcissism as one as handsome yeah. as myself will. Um, so handsome, you know. I like to uh, listen. No, I'm not. Look, I'm, he can't see it, but I'm growing the hair out. Oh, Zach! Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that my handsomeness. Me. Well, your narcissism. Because <laughs> that, that reminds me, because at the office, we all call each other narcissists. Because uh, one of the one of our employees uh, made a joke one day about how she listened to enough podcasts and she could diagnose me as a, as a narcissist. And then we all started calling each other that. But the reason that was of importance is because um, one of the psychiatrists that I work with, who I just think is like the best person, uh, she she um, started in forensic psychiatry. But I was telling her about you and I having these conversations on occasion about do people just have murder in their heart? And now, of course, there's no definitive answer to that. But she said in her belief, no, that anybody could be pushed to the point of murder. Really? Interesting. Yeah. That she said that she herself knew. This This is one of the most demure and like sweet nice women I've ever met in my life and she says she she often reminded herself that even she could be hmm. found in that situation so wow. again, nobody wow. can really fully answer that question <laughs> that kind of gave uh, me the chills was, was, for a second I'm thinking about this lady I don't know her but she's like somewhere she's in her memory bank she's just standing over someone with a bloody hammer heaving like <gasps> <laughs> It could happen to anybody. <laughs> I, I was honestly surprised by her answer. I really thought she would side yeah. with you. I really, I thought That's she was going to tell me, no, there is a certain profile. I mean, she didn't just like say, no, to answer your argument. No, she just said that in her experience, she she came to the realization anybody could end up there. So Absolutely, people, Rachel. Anyone can kill anyone. Even me. Even calm spokesperson. Even calm spokesperson. No, well, I was being the doctor in that instance. Oh. If she, like, turned real dark, though, you know, like, anyone can murder Rachel. Anyone. I'm trying to envision her. Like, I wish you guys she could see her. She starts tilting the head. Because she's just, like, the sweetest and kind of socially awkward, like, most adorable. She's, like, she makes me. Those are the me, ones you watch out for. She makes me look morbidly obese. Like, she is, I've I've only seen this woman eat once, and I swear to <laughs> God, she is a robot. Um, wow. Yeah. We've actually, this, we've, more and more, she is sounding like a murderer. <laughs> actually, the more I talk, the more I'm like, oh, man. I, I think this woman should be investigated. And I will say watched. that when I tell her things like this, I probably will end up telling her about this conversation, and she always laughs a little too aggressive, like, too too heartily. Like, like that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, so, now yeah. that you're saying this now i'm actually a little scared of her maybe you should get a second opinion yeah yeah i'll go ask i'll ask our boss yeah no somewhere she's got a storage locker filled with shoes or something from victims like yeah made made of their skin oh oh like actual shoes wait she so she wait she has a went in a hole i mean she has a shoe fetish right yeah right but she likes to make them out of the skins of her victims that's what it's about you gotta up it you gotta take it to that next level you know exactly. what's weird is my sister has a very serious shoe fetish. So now I'm even questioning my own sister. No one's safe. No one's safe. No one's safe. Anyone can kill. Anyone can and should kill. <laughs> wow. I'm with the psychiatrist uh, you work with. I agree with Anyone? Rachel and that psychiatrist. Anyone can and should <laughs> commit murder. Hey, we probably are only like two months away from the purge. So 
I yeah, if that. Well, I've been binging, so it might be time to purge. (laughs) Oh, funny. (laughs) Gotta get rid of that. Speaking Uh, of purge, we're Lifeline. I understand. That wasn't a separate (laughs) at all. All you listeners, get the fuck out of here. I think that's perfect. (laughs) No, that is perfect. Yeah. We are Lifeline, as Rachel said. Um, I don't think I can top that. We're a podcast about Lifetime movies with wine. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Rachel. And we we talk about lifetime movies while we drink vices. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, drink drink vices. We drink vices and we give advices. Yeah. Life vice. We also are a <laughs> river in Germany. Look us up. Mm-hmm. You won't be disappointed. Or just trust us. Just trust us. Just trust us. Did you know that Dustin Diamond's middle name is Neil? So his name is Dustin Neil Diamond. No. That's not a surprise. Fuck his honestly. parents. It's Fuck not his a surprise. Parents. That's gonna haunt me for a while. Yeah. Speaking of haunts. Oh no shit. Mm. Or oh or are we getting spooky? We had a we had a guy who tested positive and we for cocaine and we knew it because he had a crack pipe burn. Oh good. Why would that make you scream, Stephanie? Because (laughs) because it's such a perfect segue. Because I love crack cocaine. Because I love crack cocaine. That's me smoking crack that, cocaine. Is that what it sounds like? I don't know. <laughs> you should know. I mean, come on. I've never. No, that's the one drug. Anytime anybody's ever tried to offer me crack, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. It's crack. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thank you. Now, I'm not I'm not Wayne Brady. You're right. If, if, wait. Did Wayne Brady? Oh, my God. The crack? Dave Chappelle show? Yeah. The, oh, the was Wayne, Wayne Brady on Dave Chappelle? Oh. The real Wayne Brady? Yeah. I never, I didn't, oh, I didn't I've never, had, I've never yeah. had cable, so I never saw the show. It's a great, it's a great sketch. It's yeah, a wonderful it, sketch. All right. You're a wonderful sketch. Thank you. <laughs> Damn it. That was supposed to be an insult. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, can you I guys mean, see this? Is that Walter White? No, that's no, Zach and Noodle. <laughs> that's, that's oh. me and Noodle. And, and the ghosts are behind you. I'm oh. getting into this. What's this? <laughs> hey guys, what are looking? What? Do you no, need well, an, do you what need are an, we looking are, for? Are you using Dustin Diamond's editor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I'm great, into this. That is exciting. It's a great first first draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am also talking while drawing it. So I there. know, I know, I know. Yeah. Nice. That was a quick fix. Yeah, I love nice. how his arm is coming out of his back. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. That's so I like, great. I like how fat I am. <laughs> You're a little bit fatter, and um, stuff is uh, is correct that you do look a bit like Walter White. You look like if Walter White ate Walter White. Oh, if he didn't, Wait, if he never got re- cancer in real life. No, no, well, oh. just I'll, I'll slim you up. I'll slim you up. Yeah, I thought, I thought you. I was like, when is she legitimately insulting me? And no, 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 no. I was You're so drawing. I drew like more of an oval for like the body shape, and then I I didn't really like work too hard on on like contouring that. So uh, because I was just trying to do a quick sketch of it while yeah. we were, while so, we were on this this radio together. Since this since this episode's already completely off the rails, real quick, I, because I yeah. wanted to do this. Thinking <laughs> what else of the, is new? Thinking of the cartoon, Rachel, to inspire you, I'm going to talk, because all, right, all of our pets in our house have a voice that I do for Cecily. Yeah. And I talk. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so now I will do the noodle voice. <clears throat> okay. Oh, I'm excited. What the fuck are you doing, you stupid cocksucker? <laughs> It's Joe Pesci with a lisp. <laughs> hey, 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 numbnuts. Give me some tweets. 
I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna write down like the first word that came to mind when I heard this voice to inspire me and um, I'm gonna write it down and I'm going to show you guys and you can never say this again okay oh. it's taken a, it must be a lot of letters she's still going well 93 percentile it's probably mm-hmm. a four syllable word oh my god oh wow wait what is this in reference to the, vo- yeah. oh, the, voice, the voice that noodle has right yeah okay sure uh Rachel we'll just used the word Cut there is it out. There is no, <laughs> no, no, no. If hey. you're talking about music, you can say it. Yes, that's true. If you're talking about fire, you can say it. Like that's yeah, a fire. Or- mm-hmm. You're a fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be like, you can be like, add a chromosome to that drape. Oh. No, that's not the <laughs> way to say what? it. The drape. That's, that's a little fire. I, I, I literally have no <laughs> idea what that means, and I'm deeply offended. <laughs> oh my god. A fire. Oh, oh, I get it now. Okay, Okay, yeah. Because that's how, that's actual. Well, you know I once had a comforter, but I had to get rid of it because. (laughs) I like that Zach is trying to suppress his laughter. It's not working. Yeah. That's all, folks. I, I hate that I'm laughing at that joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. <laughs> Join our Patreon. <laughs> I, my God, this has been an hour of nothingness. Yeah, you're Except, welcome. You know, inappropriate words. I'm also ripping this one up so you guys can never prove it. Oh, well, <laughs> it's up here. It's up here. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't stand in the court of law. <laughs> no, it's, I wasn't going to sue you. <laughs> no. But years from now, excuse me, I know, bed. I know no. a little. <laughs> is that what it was that was on there? <sighs> no, it said Strawberry Fields. I didn't want mm. to get in trouble for stealing that title. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, John Lennon might sue you for that. I was thinking Strawberry Fields. From the grave. Oh. Was no, it Strawberry oh. Fields also a short story by Stephen King? Oh, oh yes. From the grave. <laughs> was, you're right. He's <laughs> still alive. I haven't well. made it to yet. <laughs> Thank goodness but you're I still alive. But I live on sometimes because I need inspiration because my stories <laughs> suck now. Speaking of, oh, uh, well, except, except for uh, 112263, that is a phenomenal book. Also it's a very so strange good. sexual position. Yeah, I, I've tried it multiple it's, times. Yeah. Solo. Never but, works out. Never yeah. works out as much Have you, as you tried think. a solo reverse stapler? Because it's weird, it's but impossible. it's worth it. No, well, I, I, I made it happen. You, if you're good at yoga <laughs> wait, wait, and very flexible, I think you can do it. I think you can do it. Wait, 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 wait. Really? To do this, <clears throat> scientifically speaking, yeah. obviously, sure. you would literally have to roll yourself up into some sort of ball mm-hmm. and then twist yeah yeah because you have to be facing away from your own face and don't forget you have to wear a strap on the whole time so right, but part of part of it is the humiliation right oh so, i feel that constantly don't you worry oh, all right yeah well, then you're it's good okay it's i'm okay. impressed thank you she also does it in front of a mirror so it's like right. actually well almost, you'd almost have almost to double just stapler. to get it done yeah, i'd have to know? look at to make sure i'm doing yeah. it yeah i've got so many holes down there i just want to make sure i got 
damn. Yeah. What happened to you? Yeah, go to a doctor. <laughs> I guess. It should either be two or one big one. Or three. It shouldn't be. Okay. There should be three. A, there should, well, we have it's, a urethra. It's itty-bitty... Bigger and then Wait, dry, dry, dry the same Do you not size? think that's a hole? What's your dad like? Does a hole I, have to be a certain size for you? It has to. I have to be able to. I guess it's so small. It's half a hole. In it. How do or you actually determine if something's half a hole or not? Yeah, the urethra, right? I think, qualifies because it's so small. It's a hole, but it's like it's so small. It's a half a hole. It's more like a pore. It's a whole I mean, half a hole. It's but a like, is there a certain shape of a half a hole? No. No, no, and there's not a certain like depth of a half a hole. Like, no, because it's just a hole. I really think that I in like physical terms, you really can't actually have half a hole. Um, a hole right. is a hole. Well, you that's know why it's called hole. It's a whole no, hole. H O L E or H- I was thinking a half. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Half a hole, a whole half a hole. W H O L. Anyway, speaking of possession. Okay. I mean, I had to get there somehow. Zach. Are we getting spooky? We are getting fucking spooky. I was so, Mm. I was so thrilled when I discovered that this movie exists. I cannot tell you. Okay. Before we, before we ruin it any further. Oh, did you, what, did you, did you want to say something, Rachel? No, I was was actually going, hmm, I'm actually pretty good at this. Uh, (laughs) With that move? You look like Max Headroom. I don't know what that means. Oh, wait, was that the MTV thing? Uh, no. no, but uh, I mean, he did a Pepsi commercial. He, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Pepsi yeah. and MTV yeah. are basically yeah. interchangeable. It was the eighties, like yeah. So Zach. what we got? Give me the give me the title. Today's movie, tonight's movie. Today tonight, yeah. possessing Piper Rose from twenty eleven. What do you think this movie is about? Based on the title, without knowing anything else, we've we dropped very few clues. Well, I mean, you could go with possession, but that's been done to death, like demonic possession. What I want to, I hope the movie is about, is there? there's a young man named Piper Rose, mm-hmm. right? And he, nobody's his friend. Aw. And he has a broken bicycle and, and a little mouse that lives in his pocket. And these are his his possessions. Oh my god. Right? And in his little world, this is all he has is this broken bicycle and this little mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know, we'll get all Angela's ashes with it and make it real terrible for him. And then um, the mouse dies and we say fini. Wow. And we'll do it in French and black and white and people will call that art. And then we'll get an Oscar, like, obviously. Probably. No, probably. I'm going to get Haley like, Joel Osment to play Piper Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, Haley Joel, Haley Joel Osment has grown up, so you he can't Just be a shave him. boy. He's still yeah. really short. Just <laughs> yeah. shave him. Yeah. yeah. Um, second of all, why the fuck would anybody keep a broken bike? Because that's all he's, he had in the world. That's his only possession. He, we're gonna we're gonna make it well, like we're gonna make he, it like post war Latvia. Yeah, you know, maybe like if real he got rid dark. of that fucking bike, he could like move on to bigger and better things. But I feel like that's kind of an anchor holding him down. But he's like six years old. It's the point of the movie. It's called the possession of Piper Rose. It's well, the one possession I mean, he, he has. The mouse. Anywhere. And the mouse. He well, well the mouse. The mouse dies. 
Oh my snuff, god! In a snuff film. Fucking I Kevin like James. John Candy. John Candy. Kevin him. James is just a cameraman. You can't blame him. It's just a gig, man. I yeah, blame he him. Just was learning. He was. He just is learning. responsible just, for all I mean, of these I deaths. I actually blame John John Candy because no. John Candy no. ate him, John and Goodman. then John Goodman was like, "Oh, I need I need a Mr. Goodman." No, I, I nope. think no. Nope. You need to. I got you all need that to, backwards. You need to clarify. <laughs> I got all that backwards. You know what? No, this so time, this is it's okay. It's a it's a very complicated so, conspiracy theory. So b- 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 <laughs> conspiracy is. theory. Yeah. Piper Piper Rose as the as the devil in her inside her bones. Is that what really is happening? Um, so what's funny about this movie is there's, there's actually very little possession. It's a very misleading title. It, it um, is. That is true. Yeah, a, which is a, a little, a little that's a disappointing. Hot take. There's However, no devil? it is a no. It's it is a horror horror movie that Lifetime produced, uh, and I was pretty excited about that. Um, Rebecca Remain, not Stamos, um, uh, who was just like gorgeous. Woman. Oh my god, like, she's fuck eight you feet in that tall. smile. That she's smile. Married, she's she's, just she's married to the fat kid from Stand by Me now. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know what she's married to, but look, that she's smile, stunning. She's that glowing. Smile could melt a candle factory. Like she, she's just glowing the entire time. She's fucking stunning. This movie is about Rebecca Romaine, not Stamos. Her and her husband, not Romaine Lettuce, not Romaine Stamos. Yeah, they've they adopt a child, and this is six year old Piper, and then I suddenly mean, these weird shit starts happening. I think adopt is a very loose term. Yeah, it was almost uh, like black market. It was very black market. If I yeah. learned anything from this, I learned if a woman shows up to your house in the dark of the night and says, I have a six-year-old that you can have, but if you are concerned about the legality of it, I'll take her. Uh, I'll just take her elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, don't. Don't. Don't give in. Don't. Don't. Don't give that woman um, the benefit of the doubt. Especially if she doesn't even give you details of how this backdoor how adoption she obtained works. a child. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't go into it. She's like, well, nah, you just get up a kid sometimes, you know. I mean, Rebecca Romaine Lettuce wanted mm-hmm. a child so badly that so she badly. was like, you know what? I don't. I, I will don't take even a kid this one came from. filled with demons, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, and with a stupid name. Aw. Well, and that's the thing is. There's there's no demons. There's no action. There's one small instance of, posse- one small of possession. Demon. No, what? <laughs> Not even a demon. Demon. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Rebecca Main plays this woman named Joanna Maxwell, and then her husband Ben. It's the second marriage, at least for him. We don't know a whole lot about her previous marriage. She's a little bit younger than he is, but he has a uh, well. His son's in college, so he's got to be eighteen or nineteen. He's Dylan. Well, here, before we do deep dive, Rachel, why don't you just let us know what your hot take is on this movie? Well, I mean, if anyone knows me, and I feel like all six and a half of you do know me by now, I am a fan of uh, horror. I haven't been scared by anything since The Ring. The Duke <laughs> almost did it for me, and then it had the stupidest ending. Uh, actually, kind of, the the ending of this movie kind of reminded me of The Duke in, uh, in a kind of a way. Uh, we'll probably get into that. We may not get into that. Maybe that's a cliffhanger for you to keep listening, and maybe someday <gasps> I'll reveal. Ooh. Um, now, this movie... 
I felt did not have any lifetime tropes, but it did have horror movie tropes. It had the holding a knife slowly walking even though you intended to murder someone mm-hmm. and you were like and they were like running at full speed and you gave him that scary look um oh it did it did have one lifetime trope yeah i wonder if it's the same as one full of the lips full oh of i didn't have that one well, for, Re- for Rebecca Romaine. And the ghosty lady. And mm-hmm. uh, I think even Lydia had somewhat full lips. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, oh, there was a Native American reference about Native American spiritualism, which I think mm-hmm. we which have Which is definitely discussed. horror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For horrors, yes. Of course, there was the, you know, uh, Ouija boards are for real. Don't use them. Yeah. Um, there that's was also, true. Don't use them. They I've are used real. them so many times, and I'm doing and just fine. That's did, a lie, kids. Did you see? Well. Did you see the the blatant ripoff of The Shining towards the end when? Uh, well, don't, so not to yeah, spoil anything. I, I, I considered yeah. that a, a a trope as well because yeah. there's this piece of furniture that one individual can move. Not not without struggle, but they can move around the room. They slam it up against a door, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it becomes much heavier. And the person trying to break down the door is like, "Oh, I can't get through this chest of drawers. It must weigh three thousand pounds." When earlier it only weighed sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I consider that kind of a, a horror movie trope. I mean, mm-hmm. it probably did kind of start with The Shining, but. Well, I was just referring to her breaking, just breaking down the door. The hole, yeah. yeah, like yeah. she was getting a hole in the oh, door, like wow. with a with a fire poker. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, also Jack Nicholson. He showed, showed up. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another lifeline trope I've noticed is once again this was made in. Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes. The I noticed at the very beginning there was the big glass of orange juice. Dylan comes down on the day of the adoption and he pours a big glass of orange juice on his way to go to school. I think um, also we should add maybe this is a trope. Nebulous jobs, careers, like that okay. that seem to make a lot of money. And like she does yeah. talk about her catering business. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure her catering business was not the thing sustaining their lifestyle. No. But they never address what her husband did to own a probably what I would Giant. imagine is a two point yeah. Minimum two point mm-hmm. five million dollar home. Yeah, and yeah, they're supposed to be Canadian. Well, they're supposed to be in California. <laughs> like all the license plates were California, but they did. Yeah, they did. But where were the ambulances from? I did huh, FDNY right. or LA LAFD. I feel like a new trope that we can add, although this doesn't quite necessarily fit in with it, but the Dick brother. Although he's not really he's not really a dick to his adopted sister. He's just a dick to his stepmother. Stepmother. But but Dylan Dylan's a complete dick. And at the very end, patricide attempt by football. Oh, yeah, that's a really good call. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because that's what men do to bond. Let's get into this. So, yeah, essentially our players are Ben and Joanna, and Joanna is Rebecca Romaine, and Ben is played by a gentleman named David Kubit. He's in, I didn't recognize him, he's in Altered Carbon, which I haven't seen yet, also a movie called Shut In. So he has a 19-ish year old son, college-age son, named Dylan from a previous marriage, and Dylan is not a huge fan of Joanna because she's quote-unquote the evil stepmother, even though she's amazing. I mean, is she's, she? 
see, I like you're gonna you're already breaking into what kind of an, annoyed me about the Joanna character. Like, like she did like nothing, and then all of a sudden people were like, "Oh, you're such an amazing woman." And look, I love that woman, and I think she did a fantastic job in this movie, um, and she was fun. However. As far as her character was concerned, I never saw anything that just made her, like... No. There is one particular scene that we'll get to in the deep dive that I feel that she was really unreasonable, that I was not on her side. So she wants a child of her own. She's never had a child of her own. They've been in the works with this adoption agency to adopt uh, a a child. um, But when they show up to the adoption agency thinking that they're going to adopt a child, the agency says, actually, on your application, you mentioned that you're on an antidepressant. And she says, yes, I have a chemical deficiency. I take care of it with medication. If I had a broken arm, it'd be pretty ridiculous if I didn't take care of that, right? And then uh, the woman says, yes, but a lot of our overseas agencies frown upon that, and so therefore you're disqualified. They just completely kick their application out. They can't reapply or anything. And so another, a woman who works there at the agency has Lydia, who becomes a main player, overhears this and then approaches them on the sly and hey, you want to buy a kid? Says basically, hey, but but they approach it. They say, well, she says, well, there's ways to circumvent the system, but she never says how. Wait, but and you make it sound like she like they they're leaving and she runs up to them. She no, shows she, up at their fucking house. They've right. never had a conversation. Yeah, like, so she shows up at their house. Yeah, it's in the dark of night. She does it in the cover of darkness. Cover of darkness. <laughs> yeah. So there, the, but the scene I was referring to is when they have recently adopted Piper Rose, and they've got a pool, and Dylan, the stepson's in the pool, where he's splashing around in the pool, and Piper's laughing, and he's, that's what I was saying, like, he's, he's a dick, he's the dick brother, but he's not a dick to Piper, uh, because he's talking to her and playing with her in the pool, and she's laughing, and well, then, sure, yeah. I'm, I mean, he, it, it appears as if he has been an only child. I mean, they, like you said, they never go yeah, into we don't know his maternal, the maternal yeah. side or anything. But I would imagine, you know, 19, you get this adore. Okay, oh, I, I did mean to preface this. I don't like children. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I don't even think children are cute most of the time. Like 9.9 times out of 10, I see a baby, I see a child, and people are like, oh my God, it's so cute. I think. I, no, I gross. agree. They're a nuisance. Yeah, they should I stay don't, indoors I, until gross. at least teenagers. They're disgusting. Um, they're disease carrying. They're basically giant rats. Yeah. Uh, yes. This girl who played Piper Rose. That you have Rose, to legally keep alive. Mm-hmm. This girl who played Piper Rose. I wanted to fucking squeeze her and eat her up. I don't really? know what it was, but that little girl was so goddamn cute to me. Huh. That I oh, I thought re- you meant you hated her and you no, wanted to literally squeeze I her to death. Was in love and with her. I was like her flesh. this. I and I. Anytime I've ever envisioned me making the mistake of having a child, it was always a boy child. Uh, and something about this little girl, I was like, no, I want that girl living in my house. I want to squeeze her until her little <laughs> head pops off and then just show her the ways of the world. And I, I adored this little girl. I don't know Interesting. why. Yeah. That is weird, Rachel. It's yeah, super weird, right? Well, it's not weird. I guess I've, just, I've seen cute kids where I've been like, ooh, that stirs some a maternal thing in me you know and i think that's what they were going for with this casting it's interesting because the actress who plays piper her name is isabella crevetti but she's she did this film as isabella cramp 
Like that was the <laughs> name that she chose, which was really strange. I don't want people to know I'm Italian, so I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Use a word that describes uh, the worst feeling ever. Yeah. yeah. She, I guess, eventually left the cramp and went to Curvetti. Uh, and she has a ton of credits, but nothing really else that I recognized or anything. I, I thought she was... Uh, there was nothing about her that really appealed to me. But, I, oh, also, yeah. I don't like blonde people. Like, mm. I think they're bleached out redheads, basically. So, Ooh. yeah. So, I... Sorry, Danny, Zach. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. My and wife and was, I both. Mm-hmm. Like, the truth comes out. I can see Seth yeah. being a darker hair, so I'll let her slide. Uh, That's yeah. the actual truth coming out. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not usually usually black. I'm in blonde. Wow! 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 Rachel. Doctor Freud, your table is ready. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm what? I'm gonna go put myself in some help. This I'm entire in- podcast has been an elaborate setup by Stephanie and I to out Rachel oh as god. a devout racist. Yep. Oh my, yeah. Apparently, I'm You're, sorry. You've been busted. Apparently. We just Chris Hansened you. There is oh no life wine. It's down. all Rachel racist. Is what the Rachel. actual podcast is called. Oh my god, Rachel. I meant blonde people. I don't like. No, blonde no, no, people. Rachel. No, no, no. Have a seat. Hey, just have a seat for me do over there, some, Do Rachel. you want some sweet tea? Just have a seat for me over there. We're going to talk I about this. I don't like blondes. I don't like blondes. <laughs> blondes are the... Are the Sorry, are Deborah the Harry. Washed out devils. <laughs> so wait, what, what, which, which is worse? Blondes or gingers? Well, of course gingers. At least okay, blondes good. try to hide it. <laughs> All right. I don't like to admit this a lot, but my mom is pure 100% ginger. Yikes. Okay. So okay, yeah, look, some right? of my best friends are ginger, so... You don't have any friends. And actually, my hair has a lot of Fred in it. I mean, so Fred? does mine in the summer, but I don't call myself ginger. I call myself Marianne. I mean, I do kind of have the no soul of a ginger. This like, is true. Well, yeah. yeah. This is true. And my skin does not freckle... Leak? Not freckle, mm. it gets... Uh, you have freckles. No, I have brown spots. I have dark spots. Oh. Those are freckles. No. Yeah. No. They're, they're actually, just not as cute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Zach. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> they're non-cute sun damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. your melatonin's trying to kill you. Melanin. <laughs> Mel- yeah. Melatonin. I, no, You're no, sleeping. I've tried to, to kill myself with melatonin. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. You just sleep for like 18 hours. Have Why terrible would you nightmares. Think that worked? No, I wouldn't. I'm joking. It's a joke. Because it's obviously. like sleeping pills. Yeah. Right? It's like overdosing See? on sleeping pills, but overdosing on melatonin. Right. You know, Rachel, I think maybe you are on the spectrum sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm starting to, I'm starting to figure that out, even though I've only known you for like 13 years. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> The spectrum comes in all colors, including ginger, including black Rachel. Mm. <laughs> so this movie was originally titled Possessed by Evil, at least in the UK. That's way better. Yeah, I know. Right. I don't know why they called it pos- the possession. What's it called again? Pos- possessing possessing Piper, Piper Rose. Rose because kind of it kind of sounds like a porn name a little bit. Yeah, it does. no, I think you guys yeah, are no. reaching. I don't know where where's well, the porn? Like, porn. like how you reach in porns? Around? Like you reach climax? I don't follow. Oh, oh, I meant around, but climax is. Oh, right. okay, that makes more sense. Reach around, reaching yeah. around Piper Rose, but then they didn't allow that. <laughs> They're like, we're a lifetime. Let's possess. But then it turns out that she has thorns, and by thorns they mean syphilis. And then it turns into that uh, She's too PSA young. we watched. 
Yeah. yeah. She's too young. She's too young for syphilis. No, she's not. She's too young for syphilis. No, she's not. Maybe Is this the musical? Not. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe right. not. <laughs> syphilis! I think one of my syphilis. one of my favorite reviews of this movie is from IMDB and it says the title is one star out of ten. It possessed and wasted two hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> nice work, Clay. Nice work. It's great. They just went in and sliced and it's, it up. It's part of a longer review. The best part of it is sometimes a really bad movie will actually make you laugh. This one doesn't provide that form of entertainment. Avoid oh. this dud at all cost. I don't know. I mean, the fact that it combines a Lifetime movie with a horror movie, please note that I'm using quotes. <laughs> it's... Fine. I mean, I've seen worse. I'm going to say this was equally as scary as most quote unquote horror movies on Netflix that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, I I will say, I I don't know what, like, I love horror movies and I don't know why it's so hard to make them scary. And I feel like it has a lot, like a lot of societal influence is what, prohibits uh, scary movies from being really scary because even though it was more just like gross uh, Human Centipede was actually like pretty scary yes. uncomfortable and but it was so poorly reviewed because it was so because of the content yeah because because people like may or may not think they want to be scared or disgusted or um, upset and then when it actually does happen it's a huge turnoff because it's very uncomfortable and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily pleasant so I think this movie was up there with most horror movies that I've seen I'm really glad you brought up Human Centipede because when I well <laughs> no, no one's no ever, one's said, ever that. said that <laughs> the thing is so with that movie when I saw it, I thought, okay, it's just going to be disgusting. It's going to be like torture porn or whatever. It was going to be all about the surgical thing. And yeah, that was a major part of it. Mm-hmm. But to me, there was actually this very terrifying sequence of events mm-hmm. where she tries to escape and Dieter pursues her. And to me, it was actually, that part was really well done because she feels like she's trying to get out and he's following her. And these girls are stupid too. They they drink water in a stranger's house in a different country they've never been to. Like, they, they make really poor decisions. I mean, and which, that's, that's always easy to say outside. That's the like, impetus of a, yeah, yeah, of a horror but, movie. But as, I then feel they like, deserve what they get. I, well, no, I feel like that's always easy to say when you're the outside watcher and you know what what's going to happen. But m- right. most of the time, most people are good people and we take that for granted and expect that. But what I thought was really amazing about human centipede was it was actually a visceral response. Like, yeah, it was really fucking gross, but you actually like when they were sewn together, I mean, you had an almost seemed real, right? Yeah. Like you, you, felt suffocated and like yeah I mean obviously you probably wouldn't live through that at all but there was like the really disgusting scene where there was like the whole bowel movement Mm -hmm. and and like you um 
there was there was a whole like body response to that mm-hmm. and yeah it was absolute disgust but but at least i felt something you know right and and that's the thing about <laughs> and I you think... got that same feeling out of this movie no no no, no this was just human a centipede's tangent. a better movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, I, I just yeah i haven't talked about human centipede in a while so i'm very excited it came up yeah i, I actually heard uh human centipede 2 is uh much more grotesque and i haven't been able to bring myself to watch I, it yet. i've watched the other two there's actually three total yeah uh, the, the thing about the first one is yes it does deal with a really grotesque subject but it doesn't rely on that like hostile is such a torture porn type thing it just yeah. kind of relies it, this doesn't rely on that it does it builds suspense and then once you are in that situation where you see them being you know after they've been stitched together you've already been taken into this journey of where you are there you are stuck and therefore it's not just this grotesque horrifying thing it's real yeah and even though if you were just like on the surface like on in writing it's like oh that's ridiculous that's not scary right. that's just disgusting right. but, the, but, the but by that point aspect, mm-hmm. yeah and the, the journey to that point yeah. is so well done which i wasn't expecting so you're kind of right. blindsided right by like, it, so. yeah because people get really hung up on i mean it is it's super fucking gross it's super super fucking i've gross. never seen it it's it's oh, terrifying yeah, it's, it's actually i recommend it i think it's it's a very if, scary movie if you i'm not in i'm not into gross though it's actually not that gross like it's insinuated i i felt like it was and and to me i sometimes i saw the, I, the south park did a did, oh, one of their episodes mocks it so well, I like I uh, and it. I, I will say sometimes I very much uh, subscribe to the your imagination is worse than anything, right? Anybody, and I felt well, like that for movie, sure. Mine is. I was going to say I felt like that movie really that that is why it was an actual horror movie is because it didn't show your you. interpretation mm-hmm. was actually worse than anything they probably could have like visually described to you. I mean they yeah. they gave you the scenario and then you had a, almost a physical response to it and i'll say i will say i haven't seen a lot of them or a lot of it but the saw movies like yeah it's just i like, feel like the, the saw movies are a bit more gratuitous um the, the first I, couple agree. are not bad i but. agree but what i think the from the little bit of the saw movies that i really appreciate i think there's a super creativity to it yeah I for mean, sure it's like a and puzzle. That's, that's yeah. I think what is so hard about actually making a scary movie is that we have been so conditioned to not want to discuss torture and pain. Like you know, if you if you talk about torture and pain and just dis- like disgusting things like that openly, people are like, "Oh my god, are you a psycho killer? What's wrong with you?" And but. It is part of the human condition. It's part mm. of being an animal is you're terrified of pain. Mm-hmm. You're terrified of death. And so when these people, dare I say, are brave enough uh, to really go with it and say, you know what? Like, this actually evokes a, a, a real response. Mm-hmm. Um like, I'm actually really impressed. I'm impressed that you're willing to put it out there because I can tell you that I'm not willing to put it out there. Like, of course, I think all people have really dark and disgusting and scary thoughts from time to time, but I'm not willing to, like, write a script about it and then put it out there and then my parents see it and then my parents are like, I thought I raised you better than that. Well, so, and it's yeah, also... Or it looks like an admission of guilt. Or that. Or people think you're fucking crazy. 
it's also it's very challenging too to bring an audience to whatever psychological or emotional level that you're trying to bring them to because it's different for everybody and it's it so nuanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is what is Rachel? What is the scariest movie you've seen? Is it is it The Ring? You Ring. said that's yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. Now, I will say I haven't it's seen it since 2002. It holds but up. What I really liked about The Ring was that uh, I feel like there's so much pressure on a lot of horror movies to sum them up nicely. And that's why I was really disappointed in the, the Baba Duke is there was kind of a happy ending. And a lot of times, either scary movies, the um, the poltergeist or the, the monster, whatever, the villain, um, mm-hmm. is after like either a certain person, a certain goal, and you don't feel like, oh... This is applicable to me. Like, I'm watching this happen to somebody else, but it's mm-hmm. not my life. Yeah. Um, you feel but safe. I think, like, yeah, exactly. And, the, and uh, Human Centipede and The Ring, there was none of that. It was like, I don't fucking care who you are. Like, I, I'm out. Like, The Ring was just an evil force, right? And then Human Centipede, the guy was, like, just a psychopath who wanted to... And you can almost actually, uh, like, understand that guy. He just was trying to advance science. Yeah, like know, Hitler. In his mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, exactly. In his mind. But but there was no... Um, there was no, like, I'm getting you for this reason. And there was no summing it up nicely. I mean, the ring ends. And I still, from from time to time, look at that TV and I'm like, look... I know I saw The Ring in 2002, so I know it's been longer than seven days, so you can't get me. But, you know, you <laughs> end up being kind of the victim in The Ring. Yeah. Like, it goes off. Mm-hmm. Like, you see the video, and then it just goes to static, and then you're like, well, well fuck. Well, shit, I just watched I'm it. Not ans- yeah, I'm not answering that phone in seven days. Did you Did you watch, uh, did you watch Ringu? Did you watch the original... Japanese, no, the, the actual Japanese. That's no. like ten times more. Terrifying. I've heard that. I've heard that. Highly yeah. recommend. It's very good. I think this should all be cut out and put onto a Patreon because this was definitely a deep. This dive is a into deep horror. dive. Yeah. So yeah, back to possessing Piper Rose. <laughs> no, it was okay. So those were good movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lydia. It works for the agency, adoption agency that Ben and uh, and Joanna have put in their application they've waited probably at least months um if not more and their agent tells them no they've you've been rejected because mom takes antidepressants which is fucking ridiculous so way to go stepmom yeah right but i felt like they did a really good job in saying in mentioning foreign, like that they were adopt uh, trying to adopt from a foreign nation Mm -hmm. um because I appreciate because when they said it at first, I was like, but then when they were like a lot of our, you know, um, foreign partners don't understand or agree. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I could, I could definitely. Well, it's also that. it depends on what country we're talking. I mean, I would right. imagine they were coming from like lesser developed countries. Well, yeah, that's yeah. you know, it's interesting to me that these countries frown upon that. You know, well, it's still um, very stigmatized, right? I, I, like I suppose, you're just yeah. not being tough. Like, yeah, yeah, anybody. Yeah, well, like, when I was in Tanzania, uh, Bush was president, and Mm. Tanzanians loved President Bush. And they would tell me, because he's a man, because he's strong, because he's tough, he he does what needs to be done. And it was, like, really... um, it was kind of the antithesis of what I expected because he was a dick. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was yeah. horrible. You he motherfuckers was, are lucky there's no oil here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Bobbed into the Stone Age. But yeah, like they were like, he's a he's a real man. I was like, okay, like let's everything aside. Look at that guy again and tell me he's a real man. Like mm-hmm. if you're like talking about quote unquote like a stereotypical woman. Anyway, that's not part of this. Uh, Sky. This is a real man <laughs> right here. I was actually thinking about uh, The Rock when I said real man, but whatever. I kind of like The Rock. I'm bald. Yeah. I. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I breathe oxygen occasionally. Mm. No, I try, I try not to. What is your definition of a man? Email us at lifelinepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, for me, it's... Um, so I think the average person would think, what, John Wayne? I mean, that's the first man I think of, even though his name was oh. actually Marion. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the first... How old are you again? Like, no. This much. I'm this much. <laughs> yeah. So Lydia becomes a major player in this film because she's at the agency and she overhears this discussion. Uh, And we find out later a bit more about her motivation, but we see her kind of overhearing them and then she shows up at their house because she pulls up their file uh, later on. And she says, hey, I work with the agency. I couldn't help but overhear your situation. And there are ways of circumventing this situation and she just pulls out a file basically she's the equivalent of the guy in the long trench coat yeah that you meet on the street and she pulls open one side and there's just like children and in all the hidden pockets yeah one specific child though to the piper rose which we find out later that her mother is in jail uh she's doing 24 months for breaking and entering because she fell in with the wrong crowd she's not necessarily a bad person well she's not a bad person she gets taken advantage of which we'll we'll find out more about that later but lydia also says she's just a victim of the three strikes rule but if i Uh, remember correctly the three strikes rule means three strikes and you got life you got life. Yeah. That's the three strikes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Lifetime, look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, look up Lifetime. Lifetime, look up Lifetime. Yeah, Lifetime, look up Lifetime. <laughs> what gets you Lifetime? But that was what's frustrating about that scene is because once you watch the movie, you find out later about what the situation is. But at that point where she pulls out a file and she shows Joanna... Hey, this is six-year-old named Piper Rose, and and much like Rachel, she sees the photo and falls in love with this girl. Like she you, was you, really fucking cute. She's super cute. I I maybe I mm, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There, yeah, you there know, must like be something. the human brain is a uh, is a mystery, you never know. and you yeah. know, love at first sight kind of thing. Like maybe you're I don't maybe know. you're ovulating, and that's fine. I, actually, I turns out I was, and I shouldn't be because my birth control says no. Well, your birth control might be wrong because you're ovulating for Piper Rose. Also, I wasn't ovulating because that was yesterday. I can see it in your eyes. I can feel it in your touch. Are you somewhere feeling lonely? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, Maybe keep... Mind your business. Yeah, so (laughs) essentially this discussion happens where there is no information... But Ben is a little worried about it because he says, oh, this might be illegal. It and is illegal. Right. Yeah, but we, but we, we don't know why, because Lydia doesn't tell us the audience, the, the characters. She doesn't say anything. And so they discuss it a little bit while Lydia's still there, because Lydia takes on like Lydia clearly wants to rehome this child. And Ben is concerned about like, the legality of it. And so Lydia says, OK, you know what? It's fine, I guess some people just care more than others and she 
Yeah, she's really, really manipulative. So they decide, let's adopt Piper. So she becomes a part of this family, and then some weird shit starts happening. I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, I think this was hard for me to fully grasp as to why they would agree to this. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really want kids, as I think is apparent. Uh, It's been discussed in several episodes. Apparently. However, that being said, uh, I'm pregnant. I'm just kidding. That's Yay! Uh, No, that being said, like, I still... I don't know. I want a lot of things. Like, I mean, I want... Like, my teeth break all the time because I'm a grinder. But I'm not going to go to, like, Brazil or Mexico to get them fixed. Like... I'm just not going to do what's outside of my comfort zone or what I suspect may be harmful to me to get what I want because Mm -hmm. I feel like that might bite me in the ass. Yeah. Um, So these these people who I would assume are of decent intelligence and worldly do something that seems so incredibly bizarre to me and they like a adopt a child from a woman who shows up at their house mm-hmm. uh, who has probably more than like likely illegally gone through their file mm-hmm. and they're just like yeah we'll take that kid it's cool and these, come on in these bring are, your kid no questions asked they're a likable couple you know like yeah. they, they clearly have a good relationship they have good communication uh, they obviously Dylan is a you know there's a they have some drama there, but he's, you know, a 19-year-old kid, and he's got this fairly new stepmother coming into the picture. He feels and that his... she's a hot mom. She's hot. Yeah. And I feel that he, he feels that his dad is, is not as involved with old life dad as he is with new life dad. Yeah, because he's banging new hot mom. You know, um, and, you know, we're on the outside of that. We don't see it, but there's all these kind of drama dynamics going on. Also, I don't know a lot about adoption, so if you're an adoption person, let me know. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine, given how much money these people had, I don't really feel like a lot of um, developing nations would have been that upset about her taking antidepressants. I think they may have, That's what was weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like maybe they would have, like, I don't know, upped the price or... Well, uh, and that's that's what I was saying is that maybe just because it wasn't domestic doesn't mean that it was necessarily developing nations. Like, it might have been European adoptees or even... European developing nations. Who knows? Get with it. Get with it, Europe. You've been around for a few years. Uh, and this kid was, I don't know, we don't know where she came from. She was obviously American. Um, well, the, the one they end up adopting was, yeah, yeah obviously the, American. under the table. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't, we don't see the yeah, I'm just the thinking terms. about them meeting for dinner. And they're like, where's the kid? And it's like, under the table. You look under, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Kid under there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the possession. And then she ate their legs. Yeah. But so so Piper comes into this family and it's just she's a dream come true because Joanna has been wanting to be a mother as Lydia is leaving the house after this under the table adoption comes through, which we still don't quite understand. Lydia says, I'm so happy for you. I always say every woman deserves to be a mom. No, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, I, Lydia. I actually don't remember that. I, oh. um, yeah, that's no. uh, yeah. Very. I'm looking at I'm looking at two right here. Right. Exactly. Like, no. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. For some of the horrible things I've done in my life, I probably do deserve the punishment of being a mom. Uh, but I'm not. but the children don't deserve the punishment of you oh, being yeah, their yeah, mom. Oh, yeah, which is why I think. I yeah. Because we don't need any more people. Exactly. We don't We're need good. any more people. God damn it. They're Enough like environmental destructors. Exactly. Seven billion. Uh, Seven billion. Let's give it a chill. Chill the fuck out with being people. With being um, people. <laughs> So yeah, they adopt they adopt the kid, and then there's yeah, Dylan is splashing in the pool, and this is a scene where so we've already seen some kind of butting heads of Dylan's attitude with the new stepmom, and even though she's kind of trying to win him over, but this is a part where I didn't really enjoy her reaction to him. I thought it was a bit. Uh, over the top where he's kind of splashing and she comes out and like Piper's outside of the pool. She's standing there and Dylan is just splashing around, like kind of joking with her and laughing with her. And Joanna runs out and she says, Hey, I don't want you doing that. She's six years old. She might fall in. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I I understood both sides of that because, uh, you know, it's her first kid. It's her first kid, and uh, the area around pools is is very mm-hmm. slippery. When I before she even ran out and said that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's running around the pool, and it's so mm-hmm. slippery, she's going to break her head." So I do, and like obviously there was um, some underlining tension that got brought to the surface because mm-hmm. Piper was running around the pool and Dylan was encouraging it, and that just kind of was an opening for both of them to get a little bit of their. I don't like you that much. They're, they're existing tension. tension. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 And so he, he gets ticked off and he says, where I'm going. So he's in college and, and I guess he comes home on the, comes home on the weekend. So he's apparently probably, everyone at his college does. Apparently everybody goes home. He's like, yeah, these weekends. Sounds like a bunch of nerds. Nerds. Yeah. So he, he says he's going to take off and he goes back to school. But, um, so something that we see throughout this movie is a phone ringing, someone picking it up, and this weird static, weird, unearthly voices. Did you also, like, when you saw that, was your first reaction was, oh, they must have Sprint? Yes. Okay, good, because I'm a Sprint carrier, and is, uh, that was are my you, first thing. Does Sprint still exist? Isn't Verizon? Uh, they, they, apparently, somehow, they've merged with T-Mobile now. Oh, T-Mobile, also, okay. fuck you, T-Mobile. We'll talk offline, but fuck you, T-Mobile. Yeah, we'll talk offline. So this movie was made in 2011, so there are some cell phones, but there are also still some landlines. And the movie opens with a phone ringing and a woman that we don't know yet, but it later turns out to be Lydia. Picking up the phone and it's like crackly and kind of like unearthly voices. And it turns out that's the possession of Piper Rose right there. It's just in the phone. Even though it's not actually the possession of it's Piper in the phone. Rose. So we learn that Piper Rose's mother was not a bad person. Her name is Ashley. She gets I mean, mixed up with some... Well, she not like we hear she's not a bad person. I didn't know her personally. Well, she all be- we know is well, yeah. All we know is what the movie tells us. We can't research her because she doesn't. I mean, exist. I read some fan fiction. She's terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently, according to this movie, she fell in with the wrong crowd and does twenty four months for breaking and entering. And so we find out that Lydia, our friend from the adoption agency. 
told, forced Ashley to sign away her child. She sells Piper Rose to a rich family. And once Ashley learns this, she's in jail. Once she learns that she can't get her child back, she hangs herself in her prison cell. Oh, my God. Oh, don't act like you haven't been there. I mean, but I just didn't see that coming. Yeah. Well, and also because that's towards the end of the movie. Oh. Um, We see all these weird things happening shortly after Joanna adopts Piper. She starts seeing dead mom kind of show up at the park. She, dead mom ghost. She kind of shows up like far away. She's like kind of gray and she thinks she's a real person. She but thinks she has exists. really fucking full lips. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Is it okay if I pee real quick? Nope. I really have to pee. Nobody Too bad. wants you to pee. I need I need to get another drink All right. anyway. All so. right. So, Rachel, Loser. do an interlude. Rachel, interlude. Rachel. Rachel. All right. So uh, here's my interlude. Um, I'm drawing a shark that is eating a frog that I gave glasses to uh, to make it look like it might be Zach. Uh, Because I'm thinking in Zach's cartoon that he wants me to draw of him and his cat noodle chasing ghost i'm thinking about replacing zach with a frog that wears glasses what do you guys think do you think that's crazy is that crazy do you guys think that's crazy um so but um i can't really explain why the shark is eating him right now other than that just came to me you know in a vision i'm not sure if it's actually really a shark it was supposed to be but it might um it might be a piranha have you guys ever seen a piranha like they're really scary looking i've never seen one in real life uh but i've seen pictures once and uh it it absolutely made me kind of uh kind of kind of um jiggly wiggly scared I, 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 I don't want to meet one of those in a dark pond somewhere. I can honestly tell you that. Oh, I think uh, Zach. No, that's Stephanie. They have the same body type. Nobody can tell. Rachel, we can't hear you. She's. Oh, yeah. She's. Yeah. Unmute yourself. You. B- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Am I eight to you? Am I eight? Oh my God. <laughs> Zach. It's we okay. Need to get, we need to all get out of the social distancing so I can get back to that sweet pot you have because I want to laugh like that again. <laughs> I can't stop. Wow. Okay. We, he, I'm sweating. He hit a spot. No. He hit a, he hit a tickle spot. Mm. You guys want to hear the last time that I laughed so hard until yes. I cried? Yes. So there's a. Uh, psychiatric scale called the phq9 mm-hmm. uh there's only 10 questions on it and it's to assess how suicidal you are mm. and 
you know, there's questions like, uh, I find joy every day. Like, I'm, I'm just like kind of giving you the vibe, not the, basically it says like, I'm a happy person. I'm not. And then like the, the final, like two or three questions are like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> so basically this person put like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, everything in my life is great. I have a great family. I have great friends. I have a great support network. And then like the last two or three questions ask like, basically how suicidal are you so this person went from i'm happy i love everything my life is great i have a great job i have great support system oh yeah no i want to fucking kill myself yeah and i lost my shit when i read this person's survey because i just had this like whole scenario in my head of talking to this person like Oh, I'm great. Yeah, no, I'm great. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely want to blow my brains out. Right. And, yeah. uh, but apparently. It's almost like the survey leads them to it. Well, so uh, I talked to the therapist at work about it because I, like, I wanted to share. I was like, is this the it? same because- one that says that anybody can murder? No. Okay. She, she's a psychiatrist. This is our therapist. Oh, a therapist. But, okay, um, I, I wanted to share, like, how ironic this survey seemed. And when I told him, like, before I thought I was getting to the quote-unquote punchline, he was like, oh, yeah, and then they probably summed it up with, I want to commit suicide. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that happens when people are terminally ill. Like, they find peace. And I was like, oh, Uh, um, that's not funny. That's not funny at all. Sad (laughs) horns. How did this get even darker than it already was? I know. That's the last time I laughed until I cried. That's the last time you laughed (laughs) until What is wrong? with you <laughs> I mean I'm dark so but good. that is fucking sociopathic oh my god you, I didn't know that's what it meant or that it could possibly mean that I just thought it was really funny that somebody's like oh yeah rainbow sunshine blah 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 yeah I want to fucking hang myself yeah and uh-huh. then you you told the story and that therefore <laughs> makes you even darker <laughs> Because it's actually it. a hilarious story. It is pretty funny. I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah. yeah, it's actually, yeah, because that's a really, like, tragic I mean, story. what possessed you to tell that story? Uh, so, speaking of possession, there is only one instance of actual possession in this film. I, mean, I think there's a couple. I mean, but it's all with the oh, same, same person. person. Which, right. like, why was she even involved? Yeah, okay, so... Joanna, uh, Rebecca Romaine, not Stamos. Her mother is in a assisted living facility, and she and they has also, they have a very frayed and uh, tumultuous yeah, relationship, a very complicated relationship. So her dad was, I guess, the, the nice one, the the sympathetic and the sweet one, uh, who Joanna felt close to. But then he passed. And now Joanna's mother, I think her name's Ruth, uh, lives in this assisted living facility and she has uh, dementia, she has Alzheimer's, and she keeps trying to kind of reconnect with her mother, but her mother is constantly, if she's not in, even when she's not in a dementia type state, even when she seems very lucid, it still is very, um, it's a conflicting, it's a conflicted relationship when that's a yeah, common it's, it's theme tough. throughout the movie. Yeah. And she is the only one who actually ever gets 
possessed. And so Gretchen is, I guess, a nurse that works at this facility. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, she nobody knows what her her background is, but she is she is right there um, up front with uh, the patient. And there's the whole scene of um, her mother has Alzheimer's and is distracted and her root like roommate, I don't know what they call him, claims to see her husband. And Rebecca Romaine Lettuce talks to Gretchen, who is whatever the medical professional she is. And talks about how her mother is getting worse and that her roommate might need, not be doing so well herself because she claims that her husband's coming to visit her. And Gretchen seems to be like totally on board with her skepticism. But it turns out she's not on board. <laughs> yeah, that's because the weird thing is that she's a, she's, medium. she's a medical professional. Do you think she's actually a medium or she just subscribes to the... Well, I don't know because she seems to yeah. have a deep connection she's friends with this professor uh who looks like he came out of a a machine that dispenses 1990s val kilmers um Uh, he's this this para he's this right this or maybe like a mix of val kilmer and brad pitt he's wearing the glasses he's like bruce Bruce wayne he's like batman forever bruce wayne basically he's a, a parapsychological professional and yeah, but it's weird as Gretchen is this medical professional who seems very she has her head on straight and she she has this friendship with Johanna. And I don't know if they had a friendship before that, um, but it seems oh, that's like a her good mother. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it, it existed before her mother went into the facility. Uh, I have the impression that it was after Joanna's mother entered the facility because she's been too. there a while. And, that's, and I, Gretchen knew her father, too, I feel. Maybe. Yes, yeah. And I, But there was a weird scene to me that, and I guess maybe it was supposed to be kind of indicative of something, but there was that scene where um, uh, Joanne brings Piper to meet Joanne's mom for the first time, yeah. and Gretchen takes a picture of all of them, and then later asked Joanne, do you want a copy of this? But Joanne, like, very, like, passively is like, no, I don't need a copy. And then later, way later, after a lot has, um, a transpired. lot. Yeah, transpired. There's a shot of Gretchen at her desk, and she has that picture yeah. of Joanne and Joanne's mom and Piper in a silver frame on her yeah. desk. And I was like, look, I've known some patients that I really like. I wouldn't huh. take fucking pictures of him and keep him anywhere near me. Yeah, there is. Especially in a nice frame. You put yeah. that in a crappy frame. Well, I mean, it did, It was a quote unquote silver frame. but She it got it at Ross. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they clearly have a friendship regardless of whether or not it was before her mother went into the facility. Clearly her mom's been there a while. Yeah. I, f- I feel that. And then her, you know, and then Joanna's father passed at some point. Gretchen obviously has a clear understanding of her rela- of Joanna's relationship with her mother and with her past father. Um, but yeah, that's the weirdest thing is that it turns out later that she is super into this otherworldly yeah, like stuff. kind of a metaphysical, yeah, supernatural. And like when when Joanna's being very disparaging of it, it's not that Gretchen says anything against it, but it's almost like you see Gretchen kind of 
on Joanna's side, which it's I almost mean, like she was feeling her out, right? When the roommate, the hospital roommate, says, "Oh, my husband plays bingo with me." Yeah, from beyond the grave, mm-hmm. and then Gretchen beyond says, "Oh, yeah, grave. that happens all the time. You'd be surprised at how often people's that's dead true. spouses." Oh, yeah, actually, no, that's a great insight. You're right. She does actually seem. Now that you say that, she does actually seem like she might have been filling it out, which is probably yeah. what you become a natural at when you work in those environments. Because I know, like. As an atheist, as my sister is an atheist, you do end up, like, praying with people, and you're totally okay with that, because you're yeah. like... It doesn't hurt you. The, the world isn't... Yeah, uni- it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you, and yeah. the world is not uniform. Like, it helps the person that you're with, helps, and that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, that's probably true, that she probably was like, all right, I felt this out, and this is where Joanna Joanne is, and uh, I'm not gonna... I'm not here to change your mind. Yeah, Joanna's a skeptic. Yeah. And yeah, she kind of she kind of laughs at it. But then yeah, these this this weird shit kind of starts happening and it comes back to that fucking photo. Yeah. That, you know, that, it's like the back to the future thing where the yep, where Marty has the photo of his brother and sister and himself and he he uses that as a gauge for how fucked his future becomes. So it kind of happens with Gretchen takes this photo of So yeah, when um Joanna shows up with Piper and yeah. her her mother has dementia and she starts talking shit to her daughter but as Piper, who's a six-year-old girl, she says, you're late. Uh, I told you to be here at five. And, you know, she has Alzheimer's, so she doesn't always know what she's saying or where she is. She forgets that her husband has passed. And here's the weird thing. And, Rachel, you know more about this than I do, so I'd like your insight on this. So when someone has Alzheimer's or any sort of dementia and they say, oh, where's my husband, who's been dead for years, and... Joanna says, Dad died, remember? I, the, all the stuff I've read says you're not supposed to correct the person, depending I, on how far my, they're gone. That's yeah. my personal belief. Uh, my mom, so my, my, my grandmother lived until like 98, and um, I don't think that my grandmother like genetically was uh, just like, I don't think that my grandmother's... Um, dementia was caused by any like genetic aspect i think that my grandmother no. just kind of sat around well, did nothing sometimes it's just an age thing yeah right yeah. yeah um but my mom would get really really frustrated with her when she started losing her mind and like you know would like tell me and my sister like oh i've corrected her so many times and i was like why what would you correct her? Like, what do you yeah. think you're gonna rebuild those brain cells so i would i mean from my personal experience with my own grandmother and then the little bit that I've seen in the hospital yeah I wouldn't and and I know this is not going to be a popular take but Mm. dude take that ride with them like Mm -hmm. yeah dad's still alive well yeah and like they're living they are visually and mentally well mentally not visually but mentally living something yeah like why would you maybe add to it? Yeah, yeah. Sand yeah. Sand that shit. Don't get, I don't know if I get yeah. crazy. Yeah, but you I know, just try to like, try to get it into Bigfoot or yeah, whatever. right? Why not? Like, I mean, it's not gonna. It's not. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. So I mean, in my experience, I just listened to people and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah. especially because if you if they're still kind of in that transitionary period where it seems like Joanna's mother is, where she's she's still kind of in and out of reality, it, you 
telling her your husband died, that person has to relive the grief. Right. And once I've heard they that realize too. Yeah. It, which is just traumatizing. Yeah. And and, and so, I mean it's probably over usually pretty quickly, but um but still, why, why would you want anybody to go that, through that? To someone like, you love. Yeah. No matter how complicated the relationship is, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, actually, even if you don't love them, why would mm-hmm. you do that? Because it's also very exhausting to you. Like, yeah. Like, you have to go through it again, too. Yeah. Again, I could de- defer to my uh, my doctor, but she'll probably be in prison for murdering some people by this next podcast. As clearly, yeah, clearly. We'll, we'll keep we'll <laughs> keep an eye on her story, and we'll keep you updated, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm I'm actually afraid to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, that's okay. She's not she's not listening right now. So that's true. Good point. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering who this was in my apartment. Um, <laughs> Oh, so remember, there's a part where Joe and B, which is what I call Joanna and Ben, Joe and B meet with Piper's previous foster parents because they're trying to figure out why all this weird stuff is happening because they're getting these weird noises and Joanna is seeing this dead mom from across the park or across the pool, or across the yard. Like, she just keeps showing up. And at this point, she thinks that she's still a human being. She, she doesn't know the story because apparently Lydia didn't say anything about what right. the conditions were of this adoption. So Joanna is trying to figure out what's going on because there's clearly some sort of connection still between Piper's mother and and her. And they say, oh, she had episodes. She stuck a a (laughs) knife in a light socket once. And luckily, uh, it didn't kill her, but it did give her a good shock. And she then tried to electrocute herself while in the tub with one of the other foster children. And that's when they were like, oh, this child's disturbed. She likes the party. <laughs> oh. And that's when they say, oh, yeah, and she would keep seeing her mother when we were out shopping or, you know, here and there. And that's when Joanna said, well, does she ever see her mother? And that's when the former foster mother says, oh, you don't realize that her mother is dead. And that's when Joanna has this kind of like, oh, fuck moment. Like this woman I keep seeing who's trying to stalk my foster or adopted daughter is actually a, is a dead ghost? person. It's a oh, dead shit. human being. So that's when shit gets effed up, mofo. Uh, um, so, and this is when Gretchen kind of gets involved because she did take a photo of her mother and of Joanna and her daughter. And she keeps seeing like this photo of her kind of go crazy and weird. Uh, and that's when she meets with the parapsychologist who looks like uh, 1990s Val Kilmer. And he's got the <laughs> glasses and the, you know, and are they round? I don't recall. I just remember they're these kind of little wire framed things. So maybe they must be because I don't think they had rectangles back in the nineties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and then this is when the movie gets really poltergeisty, like as in the movie Poltergeist, because the parapsychologist says, "Oh, the, her mother feels that so she was tricked into signing her daughter away permanently by Lydia. Lydia is a bad person. Yeah. While Lydia's in or while Ashley, the mother, is in jail, Lydia makes her sign away her daughter, sign away all her rights, and once she realizes that happens, she hangs herself." So the parapsychologist says that once 
Ashley is still kind of new to being dead, and so she hasn't quite figured out how to manipulate the actual physical world. But uh, once she's able to, she's going to kill Piper in order to reunite them. So they have this big burn sage to chase the spirits away scene, like poltergeist, where they're like, go to the light, we mean you no harm. You are dead, so we wish you to seek the light. And they have this big thing, and this big wind happens, and then we basically have the climax of poltergeist, and then a bunch of glass breaks, and the wind stops, and that's it. So it's not a possession at all, it's a haunting. Yes. Yes. So I get... I get the, the, the phrasing of the title now because the mother still is possessing Piper she, Rose from the Yeah, grave. I guess. The only, so we do see times where the mother, where Ashley, comes into the assisted living facility where Joanna's mom is living. And she kind she walks in and she briefly possesses her. And that's when Joanna's mom gets weird and her eyes go weird. And she says, I need my daughter. I want my daughter. So I think this Whoa. mother is trying to possess Joanna's mother. But Which really, same, I mean, then why wouldn't you be like the possessing of Ruth? Right. It's just, it's weird. It's a, it's a weird title. So we see Ashley's backstory at some point. Joanna talks to a Ms. Lace, who I think works with the agency. Like she's left her voicemails and shit. Uh, and then she talks to her eventually. And we get this black and white flashback of Ashley's history. And this is where we learn that Lydia fucked her over by having her sign away all her rights. But, okay, so she's in jail, I presume, or prison-ish, for 24 months for breaking and entering. We see her walking through the halls with a guard. She's shackled at the wrists and the feet. But um, they don't it's know, a beam. I'm going to say it's because it's a Lifetime movie, maybe? Okay, okay. Maybe. Maybe. That's but maybe. You know, I didn't think about maybe, that. Maybe. Maybe she went through and took a poop in everybody's drawers. Wow. You know, or... um, The possessing of pooping drawers was the original name for this movie. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe she just tried to attack a guard. Maybe. I mean... Maybe she's just a wild To me, the sad part of this was that she was only serving 24 years and could have had her child when she came out. Months. I'm sorry, 24 months. (laughs) Man, 24 years She's going to be a young 65 when she got out. Um, (laughs) And, yeah. Her daughter was only going to be 48 when she got out. I could take care of you again. Get in here. Um, (laughs) Get in here. Is that the womb? Where's she getting back into? I think it was just like a hug. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, Rachel. You're just... Well, anytime anybody says get back in here, I always assume it's the womb because my mom's the only person who says that to me. And uh, my mom. Like she wants you back inside of her body? Yeah, she wants to start over. Like she's like, I really made made some some serious mistakes. Uh, Let's try this again. Is that why my mom kept trying to drink herself into a vodka bottle? I don't get it. Maybe. (laughs) That's just that's just. That's just sad. Oh, I was just trying to think if there was maybe a way that my mom was trying to get me back, but no, no, she wasn't. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I keep saying no, no until somebody changes you say, the subject. Can you say no I one actually, more time? I think Zach and you, I have you, tra- were a, you were abandoned on many, many levels, <laughs> and I don't know how you're a functioning adult, and I Fairly. applaud you. Zach Fairly. is like, your childhood trauma is hilarious, and I'm like, no, that's just sad. Don't don't bring down this murderous. It's podcast. only hilarious because I don't have any. Exactly. You don't have any what? Trauma. Childhood trauma. That you know of. No. 
I'm literally just a product of my own choices. No, but <laughs> I have. There's nothing from my past. There has to be a freedom that comes along with that, though, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, I feel like you no, might no. be the freest of all of the fucked ups. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying I you're fucked that. up. I just mean like. No, no, no. I am. You know, well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was born under a rainbow. You know. Is that why you're 11 percent gay? Just on the like a. Uh, just the last two colors of the rainbow. Uh, I don't know. Indigo, Indigo and, and violet. Sess and I were talking about it today. You know, the, we, we had the sunroof open, you Aww. know, when we were just cruising. We were taking the dogs to a, an abandoned middle school because it's COVID Aww. to let them run around in the park. In the park. And we call it a park. It's a track. Anyway, there, we were under a tree. We were parked under a tree, and I was like, I hope a bird doesn't, you know, shit. a bird could shit on us. And she's like, I hear, I hear it's good yeah, luck. that's what they say. So I've been shit on five times by birds. Wow. And I consider myself very lucky. You know, I feel that it... Very lucky I indeed. feel like it's a lot luckier to not get shit on, is what I've always thought. Well, so here's, here's the thing. Do birds think it's lucky to get shit on a human? Like is that like no. a like a bird? I would life consider goal? that is that a bird super. Goal? They never fly below our buttholes, so yeah. But there, you no, could be no, like no. a penguin. To shit on a human, not to be shit on by a human. Do do birds think <laughs> it's lucky to shit on humans? Oh, I'm not suggesting Maybe. that you go out and like upside down shit off your front yard to try no. to get a bird, like a canyon no. shit. Do no, they canyon you shit, you sh- Yeah, you shit on a duck or a goose or right. something that's on like, the water. Yeah. yeah, that's how you yeah. do it. Yeah, because like trying to do a <laughs> tripod and then shooting shit out your ass. <laughs> tripod? <laughs> what are we doing with your head? What are we talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. This was a Stephanie. <laughs> Invention, like I, I don't think we can blame. I had anyone nothing for to do this. with this. You said that birds don't want to be shit on by humans, and I was like, I'm no, not talking about tripoding and shitting out your butt. Afterwards. I was bragging about having a well-adjusted so, parents and obviously I created then, that. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, I wrote a joke. What did Pat Sajak say to the pet store owner? Hmm. What? I'd like to buy an owl. Oh, that's really good. Wow, really? I thought it was that's terrible. Thank you. I'm so glad. Bazooka Joe, email us. I think us. I Get should. Lifeline Podcast at gmail.com. I'm pretty proud of that joke, and I didn't even write it. <laughs> yeah, I could tell by your face. You're involved, you, though. You're, you're complicit. All right, where are we? Something about ghosts and possessions? Ghosts. Can ghosts become possessed? Can ghosts get demons? Apparently Ooh. so. But this, okay, so in this movie, so we have, like, these two forces that we aren't really sure about, where the entire time we feel like there is this supernatural force at play, which is the the dead mom. But it turns out that she's trying to get Piper back because she wants to reunite with Piper, and she feels that the way to reunite with her is to kill her. However, Lydia... The one, the woman from the agency who did the weird uh, circumventing of the adoption, she's trying to pass off Piper to these people because once she stole Piper and sold her to these rich people, <laughs> right? All these people started dying because Ashley committed suicide and then like the family that she sold Piper to ended up dying because of 
Ashley's ghosts. Ashley's ghost killed them. That's crazy. Yeah. So Lydia is actually the bad person. Oh, does nobody lock their doors in this movie? Did you notice that? Nobody ever locks their door. And you know what? I would, now that you say that too, I would like to, um, I don't know if you've ever seen those like BuzzFeed posts about like Americans in movies and like non-Americans are super confused by mm-hmm. what Americans do with by this. You know, or, I mean, yeah. we're all confused by each other. Right. Sure. But uh, one of the things that I saw is that, you know, non-Americans are very confused by these certain tropes in American movies. And one of them was, do Americans really hang up without saying goodbye? Oh, I fucking hate that. I I had actually really never noticed that. Oh, that's always been infuriating. But yeah, like I noticed it in this movie. Like say goodbye, you know? Yeah, like they just all of a sudden say something very dramatic and then they like snap the phone shut or like turn it off or slam it down. And I'm... Oh, this is like an actual trope. And no, even when you're, unless you're like really angry at your romantic partner, you right. always say bye. Um, and if you don't say bye, people think you're a fucking you're psycho killer. Right. And another thing that's always pissed me off in movies, if, if somebody is awakened in the middle of the night by a phone call, they have to turn the light on to answer the phone, <laughs> answer the phone? every fucking like, time. Like the blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't have to answer the phone. I don't need light to see the, even before, even before cell phones. I will never understand why in scary movies... When you go into a house that actually has electricity and you're like, oh, my God, there might be a ghost in here. Turn on the fucking lights then. Or Why would you not turn on lights? If you're trying to escape this crazy axe murderer inside the house instead of running out the front door, running upstairs. That makes no sense. Or when you when you stab a bad guy with your knife and then you leave the knife leave in, it him? in him, what? Hollow, like in Halloween? Okay, please. If you're gonna stab a bad guy, stab him repeatedly because it is actually very hard to kill and then people. Take with the knife with you, even if you don't fully yeah. kill them. At least you've disarmed even if you them. Don't wanna, yeah. And look, I can tell you, as an expert of having murdering been, dead people. No, I was going to say being bit twice in the left forearm Mm. by my dog who has three quarters of an inch long tooth. Yeah. If you penetrate somebody's muscle with any sort of instrument, they're not going to just bounce up and keep going. Because when that fucking dog bit my arm and it went into the muscle, it paralyzed me for a second. And you mean when you fell down some stairs? No, no, oh. this was... Oh, oh wait, yes, 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 yes. I, I, I'm sorry, I thought you meant when Brixton fell down the stairs. Right, 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 right. I was right, defend right. myself against No. That. Yeah, no, no, Brixton fell downstairs the other right. week. Not my I'm fault. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, you guys we, should get those stairs removed. I know, it's weird. We're a one-story house, and yet we still have stairs. I don't stop, even understand stop it. Stop falling downstairs. Yeah, I mean, stop on. it, Brixton. It's his short little corgi legs. It's hard for him to, to go down the stairs. I can relate. completely unnecessary. I can relate. Yeah, you do have short little... Four legs. Yeah. Oh, weird. That's weird. <laughs> that was that just weird. her labia, actually, uh, just now. She, how did she, I do that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that again. I mean, you, you said the magic word. Labia. Labia? <laughs> so, there's some shit that goes down. 
uh, oh, right. So they do the sage thing, and they're like, oh, Native go to the Americans. light. Carol Ann, we're good. It's Native Americans, and burn the I sage. I think her name was Ashley, not Carol Ann. Well, I meant, like, from Poltergeist. Her name's oh, Carol Ann. So okay. it's like, basically, they're stealing from Poltergeist. And there was the big wind. Then uh, everything's fine all of a sudden. And coin machine Val Kilmer says, cool, everything's fine. <laughs> machine. I'm going to take off. And, uh, and so everything's fine. But then... Oh, so this is a good scene. Actually, before I talk about scenes, Rachel, did you have a particular scene that you enjoyed that, or that gave you, you know, pleasure? That's a, that's a very good question. I actually did. Uh, oh, uh, there were a couple quotes. I know that's not exactly what you asked, but oh, that's um, fine. Whatever. Remember yeah. when they saw uh, when they met up with uh, Piper's first foster parents yeah i really appreciated that the father said oh you don't know what happened to her mother she hanged herself that is the good grammar by you sir right that is the the correct term you don't say hung hung means you got a big dick whoa yeah that's why in blazing saddles they're like they said you was hung and he said and they was right it's a a language joke it's a it's a joke about that's why it's funny that's why it's funny. Yeah. Um, Does Rachel have a big dick? We'll never know. Thank goodness. Am I hanged or hunged? You're hunged. Yeah. Let's hang you. Um, <laughs> then also, uh, there was the scary uh, monkey toy with the symbols. Yes. Uh, why would anybody ever have that in your house? No, you I don't know. That was in this that. movie? Yes. Yep, it was. They shut up. It was. And you fucking know, if you have a wind-up monkey with symbols, You're your fucked. house is going to get possessed. Well, and that wasn't even the scary part of that scene. Like, he just kind of kind of started chiming in later. There was this weird... <laughs> chimed in later. <laughs> there was this oh, elf. wait, wait. I'm sorry. That's I'm monkey good. symbols. I'm here. I'm also here. Yeah. The the alf- there was the alphabet where it was like a kind of a spin like had the alphabet and it was like yeah. M for monkey I for igloo and it spelled out mine and the thing wasn't even plugged in and that's what was scary yes like that's my kid like mine like that's where the mother yeah. the Ashley the dead mother mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and then they also like inform. Like, once the the professor of parapsychology gets yeah. involved, he's like, Which Look. isn't real. It's not a That's thing. It's not a real thing. It's not a real science. Yeah. Right. Oh. Unless you're Ed or Lorraine Lauren Warren. Well, I guess I don't have a job tomorrow either, because oh, that's shit. actually what I've been doing research in this whole time. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, well, Tell Patrick I Wilson I say hi. I already have twice. Oh, thanks. He said, go fuck her. Oh, um, like, does that mean he wants to fuck me? Because I'm fine with that. Well, he said he wants you to fuck yourself. Mm. If well, you want him to tape it, if you want him to tape it, he's down Solo to Solo reverse stapler. I've done this. We talked about this. <laughs> Commissioned by Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They said she's on a learning curve. Uh, she'll eventually learn how to manipulate the real world. That oh. bitch was, like, murdering people all over the place. Talking about Ashley, she, the dead yeah. mother. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ashley she could Yeah, she couldn't, she couldn't touch things because she was new to being dead. But so they're ripping off Ghost as well? And a lot... Yes. Whoopi Goldberg like sexually assaulted at least three people in this in this movie. And she's not even she was just on set of sexually assaulting yeah. people. She wasn't even in the movie. Ted Danson was like, baby, don't. I'm not married to you anymore, so no. Wait, Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson were married? 
Wait, we've no, dis- they dated. We talked about this last we've episode. This. Yeah. yeah. At length. At girth. At girth. Yeah. So the end result Lydia wants to kill Piper in order to get Ashley to stop haunting her, but she's willing to kill Joanna in order to figure this all out. So. At the very the climax of the movie, this is after after they supposedly clear out the evil demon with all the sage and shit because of the Native Americans. Gretchen says, don't ever let a Ouija board in your home. Don't ever get this spirit back in your home. So it turns out that Lydia is the bad person. So they have to actually bring Ashley back into their home because Lydia is coming down with an axe and a knife and shit trying to kill Holy Piper. Shit. Yeah, to get to get all this sorted off of her. Then Ashley shows up because they uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos writes out a, a a Ouija board on a chalkboard and they try to call her mom because Lydia is like oh yeah, Lydia kills Lydia kills Gretchen. Lydia's Lydia kills Gretchen. Dollar store Val Kilmer dies because he's a chicken. Huh. Well, he got thrown into the windshield of a car. Well, because he says, he I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm pretty sure he dies. He's like, I can't deal with this right now. I'm gonna leave. I'll go get help. And Gretchen's like, all right, I'm gonna take care of this. And she takes a fire poker and, like, she tries to kill Lydia. But Lydia ends up killing her and whatever. Then Ashley shows up and she shows... She pushes Rebecca Main Stamos up against the wall like she's a crucifixion. And Joanna talks... Ashley out of murdering Piper, and then yeah, they that really didn't forever. seem like uh, like that hard of an argument. She was like, uh, "She's better off with me." Yeah, she's better off alive. Don't kill her. Yeah, and then she was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And then she started crying, and then she was like, "Oh yeah, okay, bye." And then she, like, but then uh, Ashley kills Lydia. Oh, this is great. She kills Lydia by pushing her. Kills the ghost Lydia. kills Lydia. So the best thing is, like, I guess they have two stories in their house. The ghost throws Lydia over the balcony, throws her down, and then that wasn't enough. She throws the knife that Lydia took from the kitchen, throws it down, and it stabs her in the chest, and she dies. Um, Yeah, so then Ashley tries to then, after that, tries to take Piper from Rebecca Main Stamos. Rebecca Main Stamos is like, no, I'll take care of her, yada, yada, yada. Everything's fine. The end. That's how it goes. And then da, Ruth da, is da, fine. Da, da, da. Ruth Ruth doesn't have dementia anymore. She shows up at the no, white people yeah, party. I, white I, people party. I I I thought that too. I actually made a weird. note on like why is she not dementia anymore? But then they, well, they she's do, still kind of good. They good they times and bad no, times. They yeah. mention it. Yeah, they are like, oh, she has her good days and her bad days. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you should, we should let her move in. And then Dylan's all best friends with everybody. There was that whole scene towards the end where uh, dad, dad went to go pick Dylan up Dylan a, and they get yeah. stuck in the elevator. And I guess uh, Ashley interferes with yeah. that. So what I learned from this is basically yeah. if a ghost is chasing you and your family, don't get in a fucking elevator. Dummies. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I guess they move out because three months later, there's a new family moving into the old house. And there's a little girl about the same age as Piper named okay, Ruby. I didn't understand that at all. Like, I wasn't sure well, that's what was going on. I'll tell you what's up. So I guess they moved out because there's this new family moving into this house. And Ruby is a roughly six or seven year old girl. And she's got her name in blocks as they're moving in. She puts her name in blocks as his Ruby. And then she hears this ghostly whisper go, mine. And then we see Lydia. Oh, shit. That bitch. Yeah. 
she's haunting the house and she says, hello, happy family. <sighs> really? What, yeah, like, why is she doing that? I, that's what she I says because, those words? Yeah, she says, the, quote, unquote. Yes, exactly. Wow. Those words. That's, I mean, I like it, but I, I hate that she had a tagline at the end. Well, but I like the idea I of mean, that. She was a terrible person, and I feel like she, there's no reason why she should be allowed to live on because she took advantage of a young woman in jail who fell in. I mean, granted, we don't know Ashley's history, and so maybe it was her bad decision, but she did cheat Ashley out of. She forced Ashley into signing away her child. And then that ended up being a, a bad decision on her part. I mean, there's no God. Well, true. So I feel like, yeah, if Lydia just wants to stick around and fuck with some people. I guess. That's the thing about ghosts. They're unregulated. Mm-hmm. We need a ghost Congress, a ghost Senate. We need huh. ghost law. We got to get Dan Aykroyd in on this shit. Did you know every time you yawn, a ghost tries to put his ghost dick in your mouth? Every time. Every time? I shit. was always hoping that was true. That's well, the only I guess, reason is I that am. why when you sneeze that you want to? It's the cum coming you? back out. Oh God! Oh Jesus! This, <laughs> she one up to me. You one up to me, Rachel. <laughs> As usual. So before before we close <laughs> out, uh, we at Lifeline want to apologize to the following people and or things: Buzzballs, forensic psychiatrists, uh, shoe fetishists. Dustin Diamond, Crack Pipes, Walter White, Noodle, Joe Pesci, Comforters, Stephen King, Urethras, Pepsi, MTV, Blondes, uh, I can't read my handwriting, um, oh, <laughs> God, I can't wait to, all these beeps are going to be hilarious. Medical Professionals, Sage Smudgers, Indigo, Violet, and Patrick Wilson. Uh, we apologize to all of you for any offense. I, I only apologize to like mm, max five to eight of you. The rest of you can go eat a horse. Don't eat. Why? Why do you got? Don't. Yeah. Don't wait. Eat. Is that a punishment or for the horse? Rachel, how many buzz balls do you give this movie based on the fact of the Ooh. more buzz balls that you give, the more buzz balls you need to enjoy it? Um. I mean, really, probably only one buzz ball. I, I yeah. had a fun oh, time with okay. it. And, like, look, Rebecca Ramos Asparagus. Remain. Yeah. Her light can light up a smile. She's beautiful. Or she can smile up a light. That All of that. <laughs> or smiling, she can light. Yeah. Basically, her smile is a light. She's eight feet I'm, tall, and she's stunning. And Yeah. 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 And she has a smile that causes cancer, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's how beautiful it is. It is. I mean, anything that pretty has got to be corrosive. No, Not that's her. true. No, she's that's perfect. True. Mm, that's yeah. how you two are so wholesome. Oh, whatever. That's, <laughs> that's great. great. Yikes. Sorry. So follow Lying us fruits. on social <laughs> on media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're at Lifeline Podcast. Um, <laughs> we're on alcohol. If you uh, would like to leave us a review, that would actually do a lot of good. If you go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, leave us a review. All you have to do is put words in a box. You can say. Yeah, tell me that my skin is glowing. Tell me that I don't look 
like a burnt up fetus that grew eyes despite yeah. being melted. Uh, I mean, how easy is that? You just put those words in a box and that helps us. Yeah. Yeah. We're lifeline. That's what we are. Do this, done that. Do um, this, done that. <laughs> that's our, that's our sign there. up. We done do the thing. Do this, done that. We've been there, done the thing. The end. We Get her get you fucked we love you you, yeah yeah i think you're fine bye bye okay goodbye see ya okay god i think she's dead now What the fuck are you doing, you stupid cocksucker? Oh!